Hey! Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of November 28, 2011. This is episode 128. I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We are the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast day. With me today are Jackie Ritako, account coordinator with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. How y'all doing? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. I'm super full from all the turkey. I haven't had it yet. Oh, wait. I see what you did there. Yes. Damn it, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving was awesome. (laughs) Yes, we are we are in one of those time warps. Yeah. I'm sure Thanksgiving was is is going to be awesome. Did we do a podcast last week? No. So this is, I'm going to do this one and put it out right away. So actually this is going to be before, this is this week's show, right? Oh yeah, I guess it could be. You could, (laughs) or we could take a vacation. Okay. So let's go back in our time machine. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully everybody has great Thanksgiving plans for either tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, depending on when this podcast gets posted. I'm really full from Turkey. (laughs) You just eat it on a regular basis. Jackie just eats turkey every day. I make turkey every week. Well, then this podcast is for the week of November 21st, not the 28th. How about that? That works. It's still episode 128. We've just confused the crap out of people. <laughs> stay stay with us. We're st- we've got some good stuff to talk about, honestly. <laughs> we promise. You know, I think we, we, we're really good at qualifying our audience, because if they can make it through our BS in the beginning of our podcasts, they're, they're true followers. They're stalwarts. Maybe they just fast forward. Yes, that's true. Though I find that difficult to do with my digital functionality. Yeah, I agree. Okay, should we just get to this, some of this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's good. That makes me feel better about some of the things we're going to talk about because I figured if this was really posting after Thanksgiving, these would be some of them might be a little old, but now they won't be quite as stale. For example, item number one. This is a post that was in uh, Reagan's Healthcare News uh, from John Luganbill. And I think it's Luganbill. It could be Luganbill. John, I apologize. Uh, John is from the Heavyweights, which is a, uh, I don't know how big they are, but I think they're a fairly big healthcare advertising agency. And I believe they're out of Indianapolis. And they're all, they all weigh a good deuce and a half. <laughs> deuce, deuce and a half. Not bad. <laughs> I don't think that's the case, but oh. who knows? They uh they put up good stuff on Twitter uh and and this this is a post that I actually saw th- from John through Twitter first but uh Jackie I think you pulled it off of Reagan so mm-hmm. uh we'll give them credit for spreading the good news or the or at least the good word which is the headline of this says news flash your TV ad isn't going to drive patient volume oh and it's really expensive too so John is referring to a Wall Street Journal article that none of us could access because we either are not subscribers or, in my case, my subscription apparently has expired <laughs> and I didn't have time to renew it. But basically, he gives the takeaway from that article that says um, TV is attracting fewer viewers, <clears throat> but advertising rates are actually increasing, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. But his message is, uh, you know, if you're a hospital marketer, healthcare marketer, you should be trying to think about media plans that do not include TV. So I'll read you a little bit from his post. 
Even if you eventually choose to use TV spots in your media mix, my suggestion would be to assume you will not be buying or producing spots. This approach will sharpen your thinking, greatly improve your end result. I know that sounds scary because we have always relied on television to tell the world our brand's message. But now we need to face the truth. We must outgrow our TV spot whoopee. That's awesome. And learn to communicate to the world more effectively. Which is, I couldn't stand up and applaud louder mm-hmm. for that. And I think, you know, we've been talking kind of in the, in that same vein for a while now. And I would just expand that message to, to go beyond TV and include any mass advertising. And you know, we have a lot of clients that don't do a ton of TV. Uh, they may be smaller community hospitals or whatever, but they still do the billboard. They still do the print ad. They still do the radio spot. Uh, so you can fill in those blanks as well. And, you know, our mantra now is the same message. Try to not do mass advertising at all. Or if you do, it should be your last resort, not your first, mm-hmm. your first Default. place to turn. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. 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 Totally That's it. Totally much more to add. <laughs> totally Amen. Agree. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. So yeah. So kudos to John for for uh, putting out the same message. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really great to hear from other healthcare marketing, especially from other agencies too. Uh, I think that's good. And then, so moving right along, this is going to be a fast podcast. <laughs> We're going to call this one. Mm-hmm. That should be the title of our <laughs> our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found this. Awesome infographic. Did you guys get a chance to check this out? Mm-hmm. 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 You betcha. So, <laughs> so this is, I, I noted like the, oh, what's what's the study of how words are derived? Wordology. Wor- what is it? Wordology. Mm, no, well, Verbiageology. No. It's, what is it? There's actually a word for it. The study anyway. of how words are derived? Yeah, like the original meaning. Ooh, anyway, stumped me. It, to me, whenever I'm trying to cite a source, it, it becomes almost comical Ed- trying to track the etymology. Yes, that's it. Thank you. Tracking the etymology of some kind of piece of content. We need to come up with our own word for that. It's kind of like a treasure hunt. It's like this, you know. So, for example, this. Here's how I found this infographic. Uh, originally, I came across it on Twitter. It was posted by Dean Berg, who I don't know Dean, but he was in the Pound HCMKTG stream, um, which I scan occasionally. And so I followed the link because that said inbound versus outbound marketing infographic, and I love inbound marketing, (laughs) which took me to the medical executive blog, which is just basically an industry blog. And I thought, okay, well, here's the folks who created it. And I thought, no, when you look all the way down at the bottom, you see that this actually came from Voltier Digital, which is an agency. So it's always fun to try to figure out where the hell this stuff came from. Well, usually, yeah, usually they're, usually they're created by agency types. And quite often, yeah, it's at the bottom. They'll promote themselves. The goal is to get these things spread all over the place. This is a long one. You mean info? That's what she said. You mean infographic? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. Totally this infographic so. is is so long that you can't even really. The only way to to use it is online. I, you can't print it. You can't even pull it up as a PDF. Um, but I just thought it was really cool. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of infographics, but um, basically, it is a 
infographic that captures the differences between inbound marketing and outbound marketing and advocates for why you should be pursuing more inbound marketing. In fact, the title is Inbound Marketing Rising, The Dawn of Marketing You Won't Hate. Uh, And their definition, uh, let's see, inbound marketer is new marketing, any marketing tactic that relies on earning people's interest instead of buying it. Outbound marketer, marketing, marketer is old marketing, any marketing that pushes products or services on customers. And then it goes down to differentiate that more. And then you get to the, the next layer. This is like some kind of like dinosaur anthropology or anthropologists. Are they the ones who go after dinosaurs? Uh, Paleontologists. There you go. You're like digging through the dirt, all the strata of the earth to like dig deeper into this infographic. So you go dig deeper in the next layer and it says the decline of outbound marketing uh talking about all the reasons why people you know basically are tuning out and it's got statistics in here <clears throat> so for example 86 percent of people skip television ads that seems high to me but it depends what you mean by skip if it means ignore then yeah that's probably even low yeah um 44% of direct mail is never opened that seems extraordinarily low yeah i agree i'm using myself don't you guys think? Do you open more than half of your direct mail? No. I mean, I, I just sort through it. And as soon as it says, like, pre-sorted mail on it, it's pretty much in the recycling bin. Most I don't open, unless it's something that came from a, a you know, a resource that I use. Yeah. Right, right. Guitar, but, but, guitar center or something like that. I'll. That's the stuff I save. Most goes yeah. right in the trash. Most. The, I would the say recycling, most. Sorry. I do like coupons. I don't yes, even open the really? coupons. You know, you get that fat envelope full of oh, but it, Val pack. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah, not that. No, and those stupid things are full of crap. You can't. It's like I don't even know where to use these things. And we don't buy the paper, so I don't get like flyers full of coupons or anything. Yeah, no, not those coupons. Right. I mean, when you can get like free underwear at Victoria's Secret or something. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I get those all free the time. underwear. Yeah, you bring That's in a coupon not... for a free pair of undies. There's so much wrong with that. Why? They're clean. <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure? They're free. Maybe they're pre-used. That's why they're free. But they're like $10 underwear. That's like a decent deal. It's pre-used. Isn't that a little redundant? <laughs> what? Pre-used? Isn't that what they call things that are, they just want to say used? Pre-owned? Previously Pre-owned. Used? Okay. Pre- pre- pre-used. Pre-owned. <laughs> That would be new. That would be used. Before. Pre-used That'd would be, be new. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that <would be> new. <laughs> nice. Okay. So so then it goes down, the next little strata, down in the Cretaceous period. What counts as inbound marketing? Uh, Pre-used undies. It, that's totally going to be the title. <laughs> that's, is that inbound? Let's not even go there. So they've got, like, they talk about content marketing, white papers, ebooks, podcasts, blogs, infographics. Uh, when interesting, useful, or educational content is combined with a strong presence in social media, its usefulness can increase substantially. So they're tying it to interactive. Uh, and then it goes further and further down. Uh, boy, you're really buried. You're like three feet deep into this infographic now. Inbound marketing costs 62% less per lead than traditional outbound marketing. Uh, what else? What else can we share from this infographic? Yeah. There's just all kinds of cool stuff in here. Yeah, that probably does a good job. Mm-hmm. Yep, lots of sources cited at the, at the bottom. Um, HubSpot, Exact Target, 
um, others, FTC. So anyway, you, you, we'll provide the link because you'll have to go and you'll have to like put this up on your projector so you can see the whole thing. But it just supports John and R's contention that you need to move away from the old school buying your way into people's minds, which usually doesn't even work because Joe Public doesn't care. But if you're using inbound, you're going to find people who do care. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. That's it. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So next on the list, we're going to continue with this whole stream. Um, had a post on our Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital uh, LinkedIn group from uh, Art Sturm. And Art Sturm is one of those people that just really knows his way around healthcare strategy and marketing. He's been doing this stuff for a long time. Somebody I really respect quite a bit. So when he posts something, I take notice. And what he pointed out was uh, that there is research from Thomson Reuters which suggests that people are starting to value hospital ratings to make choices. And so his question was, you know, first of all, this really contradicts contradicts <laughs> most of the research that's already out there. Uh, so what's going on with this gigantor increase based on the survey? Uh, and, you know, I kind of come back and say, well, first of all, well, let me read you the, the, the study because there's a link on the – we'll provide you a link to the discussion thread. Uh, he provides a link to Health Leaders Media, but it doesn't go anywhere. And I have found that – this is just an aside. A lot of links that are posted in LinkedIn, which is kind of humorous, ironic, don't work. That is ironic. <laughs> That's the second time that somebody's posted something uh, in this group, and then you go click on the link, and it takes you back like this – full circle back to where you started. But anyway, so here's the, here's the data that he's referring to, which I, again, couldn't find online, but is in the, uh, what issues is this? The latest issue of Health Leaders, which is November 2011. It's in their fact file section, which is usually used great infographics to pull out data. Uh, and this is based, again, on Thomson Reuters 2010 Pulse Survey. So the synopsis says most Americans say they would look for a hospital rating, although less than half are very likely to do so. But if their hospital receives a bad rating, nearly 75% say they would change hospitals rather than stay put. Okay, and then it breaks it down by age, income, and education. And so, for example, would you look for a rating? 48.1% of those under age 35 said they would be very likely to look for a hospital rating um, <clears throat> when searching for a hospital, I guess. I mean, what you can't tell from this is how they ask this question, which I think is part of what we need to discuss. Uh, and then it, it kind of goes down, uh, but the total is 43.7. So if you look at all ages, 43.7% of people said they'd be very likely to look at a hospital rating, 25% said somewhat likely. So you have nearly 70% of people either being somewhat likely or very likely to say they would look at a hospital rating. Mm-hmm. So so there's a bunch of things this brings up. You know, we, we get to do our pull out our microscope and look at some data and, and try to break it down. Because the 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 thing to think about here is that most of the studies that have been cited up to this point and, and art brings up uh, some stuff that's been done by Danny Fell and Marty Campanello. I know Danny but not Marty. 
Um, and, and I bring up examples of research I've seen from NRC, all of which points to in a survey, folks are typically it's about 20% of the people. It's, it's a minority who say that hospital rankings and awards matter to them. So what's up with this survey? Why is this, you know, dramatically different? Do we have, which is do we have how the question was phrased? No, we do not. And I tried to look for it, and I cannot find it. I did a Google search well, it's probably, for the survey. It's probably just a loaded question. I mean, it's yeah. one of those where it's like, well, of course I care, which doesn't which doesn't necessarily equate you know equal behavior in the end. It's like saying, do you right. care about a car that you know? What what was your you got you got an example you used to always use? What was that again? That your car doesn't explode when you're driving up. it or something? Yeah. Right. If you ask a survey question, what do you value most when buying a car? You know, is it the gas mileage? Is it the, um, you know, safety record? Or is it the fact that it won't blow up if I drive over 75? If you ask a question that way, people are going to say, well, of course, the most important thing is it doesn't blow up. Right. Which sounds like an exaggeration, yet there's lots of examples out there. Um, and the one we always use is a dental practice we worked with that, that for years asked the question, what do you look for in your dentist? And the number one choice was skill of a dentist. And they you know, basically took that as um, the gospel for, okay, well, people care most about skill of dentists, so that's how we need to you know, orient all our marketing. And mm-hmm. it's the same kind of question. Who doesn't care about <laughs> right. the skill of their dentist? You know what I mean? Right. Who, who's out there going, I don't care if you make me bleed. That's fine. You know, I'm more worried about convenience or whatever. <laughs> so, so it's just that – I think that's your point, right, Adam? Yeah. Oh, hey, also, um, the problem with the – I'm guessing that <clears throat> the initial link you clicked on in LinkedIn – was in that rotating ticker on the very first page of the group. Yeah. And what that ticker does, it just takes you into the group to that specific post because that's just pulling out recent posts. Okay. Um, so if you click that link, it takes you to the post in the group. And then from there, you can click on the link and it'll take you to the actual article. Except for when I just did what you did, it took me right back to where I started again. So when I was in the post, it, I still got shot back to my the home page. So I'm so. in his post right now where I've got... Uh, uh, Arthur's post at the very top, then your, yep. your, then the comment thread below. Yep. And he's got the healthleadersmedia.com link at the bottom of the post. Yep. I click that. No. Oh. Yeah, it's not working now it's for taking, me either. Now it's taking me back again. It worked a second ago. Oh, see? what I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, this is... Yeah, I would... It's probably a common... It's, I, I'm guessing it's just an unintuitive... I've never pasted a link into LinkedIn like this, so... I'm guessing it's just uh, you have to do it right, or they, inter- they they intercept it and treat it the wrong way. Because if you hover over it, it's uh, the link itself. If you have your status bar enabled at the bottom, it'll show you what the link is going to. Yeah. Um, and it's going back to LinkedIn. So. Yep. But it's also, but if you look at the end in the query string at the end of the URL, the link appears to be there. It's just not parsing it properly. <laughs> If that's uh, if that's te- if that's, te- laughing, te- if that's techie enough for you, are you all still <laughs> yeah, there? So. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so so but yeah, I think that Art's Art's comeback is you know he kind of he agrees with all of what we're talking about because I post that, and his point is well you know if you compare 
So, so toss out the fact that survey results aren't a good measure because people's opinions doesn't equate their behavior. You still have a dramatic difference between this survey and the other survey. So to your first point, Adam, maybe they're asking the question in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. I think you always have to consider the source. And because we can't see the survey, um, we don't know, you know how they've asked it. But this is from Thomson Reuters, who, as we all know, has – uh, their 100 top or 150 now, I think, designation. Uh, now, unlike a lot of other places, they don't sell that. Did you say 150? That's what it is now? No, it's 50. Oh, I was like, really? 100. They're expanding yeah, it to include another 50? <laughs> no, no, I think they've actually limited it, but I think they might have expanded the number of designations. I'm not oh, sure. Because like, you know, if, you, if you didn't win one of them, you want to be able to win another different one. Well, and that's where, you know, you can say they have an incentive to to show that these things matter, but again, they don't... They don't benefit directly. They don't sell like other sources do. Uh, so if you, if you win an award from these guys, you can actually use it. You don't it have to pay three hundred thousand dollars to say you got it. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. handy. But still, I mean, I think there is an incentive for them to, to demonstrate that hey, this matters. It matters to you to pursue this. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm not trying to call out Thomson Reuters until we can find the question how it's asked. Um, you know, I still think this comes back to this is basically a. One of those classic survey problems, where if you're asked on a survey what matters to you about hospital, you know, would you look at a rating? Well, wh- who's going to say no? I mean, what what is the <laughs> right. what is the context of that question? You know, if somebody says, "Would you look at a rating for a hospital?" No, sure, I'll look at sure, I'll look at <laughs> exactly. No, I will not. I, I am opposed to ratings. <laughs> <laughs> of course I would look at a rating. Now, if you put, would you do two to four hours of research to understand the ratings that are out there to better understand your hospital choices, yeah. would people say yes? I'm sure the numbers would go down. It's it's why it's so simple <laughs> to check yes, but it doesn't really equate to behavior. Behavior. Right. And and it, you know, even the where I said if their hospital receives a bad rating, ne- nearly seventy five percent say they would change hospitals rather than stay put. Well, we could just look at the evidence and say that's a bunch of BS. Are seventy five percent of the people switching hospitals on a regular basis? Because, you know, for all of the awards that are out there, you know, and everybody's touting how great they are, the majority of hospitals also have bad rankings in one area or another. So I really find it hard to believe that seventy five percent of people are going to switch hospitals because they find a bad rating. I mean, if it's specific to what you're going for. You know, if you're going to get a uh, a knee replacement and you find that, you know, overwhelmingly this hospital is rated poorly for knee replacements, sure, I would assume that you would, you know, you would change. But I don't know. I just think a lot of this is classic survey-itis. Survitis? Survitis. Yes, it's the it's a bad case of cervatus. It doesn't explain why <laughs> <Dose> cervatus. <laughs> the uh, sur- why why the results are different than what we've seen in the past. Uh, but anyway, there's some other good posts in this thread. Uh, we think people should check it out. And and in the end, I would say it still is a moot point because Joe Public doesn't care. I you know I think that the majority of people who are not in healthcare. You know they're not in the market for healthcare services. They're not going to pay attention to this stuff. Uh, certainly, the people that are are more likely to. It's to me, I think, yeah, quality and ratings and awards. Those things matter to the people that are actually searching for care. Uh, but from a mass advertising, again, bring it back full circle perspective. 
when 80 to 90% of the people out there are not searching for a hospital or not searching for a physician or not searching for a clinic, then that message just flies right by them. Mm -hmm. Why would they care about that when they're not in that, they don't need that service? Right. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) I don't know. Right, you guys are... (laughs) Nothing else. That's all you got. We agree. Agreed. If I yeah, disagree, I I these are all pretty vehemently. <laughs> scream. No, I liked your no. Would you look at the hospital? No, no. <laughs> never. So I think that's part of how the if the question is asked like it's stated, most Americans say they would look for a hospital rating. I think that's what people expect. You know, what am I going? I'm not going to look like a moron and say I'm just going to ignore the evidence. But how many people actually do? Okay. So one more thing. I don't know how we actually talk about this, but I think it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. It's the cat, the cat advertising video. Adam, have you seen that? Yeah. You have, yep. haven't you? Yep. So we'll have to share a link to it, and maybe by this time it's gone viral and everybody's seen it, and it's kind of old school, but uh, hilarious. I think the best part of it is not actually the cat video part of it. It's the nailing of the smarmy, pretentious agency people. Who know everything. Who know everything, and there's just right. so many examples. You got like the creative director is like, advertising is the is the wave of the future, and age, any agency who doesn't get this is is you know going to lose out. And then <laughs> you got that young guy who's showing like ROI statistics, which if you look at his data is hilarious because it it shows how it's going to be the number one content on the on the web, and it passes Charlie Sheen and porn <laughs> on this porn, chart. Yeah, that's so, funny. <laughs> So it's really funny. But at the end, he's like, you know, the results are proven. And then he sniffs like he's such a snot. You know, he's just so cocky. Oh, it's awesome. I would like to add, though, that th- we were saying this probably two years ago. So these guys are a little behind the curve. Yeah. Catvertising is totally yeah. where it's at. This is old news t- for us anyway. It is. It is. <laughs> and and like, they said in the, like they said in the ad, you know, we've we've made learnings from this. And we've adjusted our business model to capitalize on the leveraging of advertising. To cat capitalize. We've capitalized on the <laughs> catvertising. Yeah, it's really funny. It is. It is good. So we'll post that as well. But that's all we got. That's a, it's a short one. It's a Thanksgiving shorty. We really rock through those no. topics. It's not that short. We're almost up to a half hour. Yeah, that's close. But hey, happy right. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We will we'll be back next week too. Eat some turkey. So we didn't skip a week. Yeah. You can listen to this while you're um on your drive to grandma's house over the hills <laughs> and through the woods. That's for Christmas, isn't it? On a horse drawn yeah, carriage. I know, but I think it applies to Thanksgiving too. Don't people most people go to grandma's house? No, that's the Christmas. My song. grandmas are dead. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> well, they are. How morbid. <laughs> well, I beat the Thanksgiving. Hope it's jolly for everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, we better sign off now before we offend anybody. For arrogant healthcare marketing bastards, <laughs> this is Chris Pevelo. Jackie Ritaco. And Adam Meyer. Talk to you next week. <laughs>